Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi guys! If you're a fan of reading like I am, and you've been looking to try out audible.com for audiobooks, we have a link for a free 30-day trial. So go ahead and check out audibletrial.com slash creative plan podcast network. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash creative plan podcast network. Thanks! So we've already introduced ourselves, CEO at the EXO, we help take care of some of the administrative stuff, uh, sort of things like matches, shirts, you know, stuff like that for our clan members. But probably the two most important people we'll be getting to know when we first start making armor are our Lusalors, who are two starting arms, who have a significant amount of experience in building not just, you know, Mandalorian armor, which they do outstandingly, but also in building a variety of other costumes as well. So, what I would like for right now is just have uh, one of our Roostlers talk a little bit about the different styles of armor we have. Taking these examples right here. Sure, uh, there's wooden major eras. That's how we kind of classify and devise our types of armor. Um, Rudder right there, he is uh, 
early crusaders or late crusaders. Um, so he's still a Mandalorian, he just doesn't have your typical plates like you would see in like a Boba Fett and the majority of us, just because he came from an earlier era of Mandalorians. 4,000 years before the movies. Yeah. Uh, then you have what you typically see, uh, the most common is your modern, which is very Boba Fett, Jango Fett style plates with that chest diamond in the middle. Um, and then legacy plates, which is kind of like what we're seeing on the map right there, or country. Uh, those are more of your layered plates as opposed to the different pieces that go on. Most common thing is modern plays in this one. It's a bit different. The typical Boba and the Legacy are both technically modern. They fall in the modern era. So um, they can be mixed and matched. That's why he's wearing the modern style helmet versus over here we've got Donnie with the Legacy, uh, legacy helmet. Yeah, early Crusaders. Yeah, yeah. There's early Crusaders, which are even before his style plays. Uh, those style, style of plays are very similar to that, but they're typically made of more natural materials. Uh, so you'll make armor that kind of looks like a bone. Uh, lots of leathers, big sharp spikiness. Yeah, I think Tim kind of qualifies as that. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Tell the purpose of the Mandalorian Costume Club really does. Yeah, absolutely. So our whole purpose is for you. you know, we're here. We're to entertain. You know, we're a charity group. We work with a charity called Little Warriors International. So any money that's donated to the Mandalorian Costume Club does go to Little Warriors International, and that's for under So, so for us, we're a costume club. We're one of the four officially sanctioned costume clubs, sanctioned by Disney and LucasArts. So usually when you say, oh, you know, they're one of the Star Wars clubs, most people know about the 501st. And they are the specific imperial type costumes, very candy costumes. So if you're going to be a stormtrooper from A New Hope, everything has to be these style plates, this style helmet, everything has to match that. Whereas the Mandalorians, we have costume requirements we have to meet, we have to meet the certain styles, but we have a lot of freedom in the way that we decorate our plates. So the Mandalorian Mercs cover Boba Fett, Jenga Fett, and Mandalorian, the entire Mandalorian history and all the armor that they wear. And of course you guys know the Rebel Legion, those are the targets. And then they've got those other guys, those Kiki uh, guys, those Sith guys, uh, the Dark Empire. So those are the four main costume clubs that we're one of them. Here in Arizona we get along really well with the other clubs and we do events together. Um, a lot of the different things, we do charity, we do hospital visits, and then we get to do some fun things for ourselves, like uh, when we go to the Suns games, um, you know, we go to baseball games, we get out there and dance on the field with the players, and one of my favorites is when we get to go and do the parades, and that's when we're really ready to show off. So, big things we do, we are a charitable club, so what's the, what's the designator? Oh, so that's a designator. Hey! Hey, I'm to do it. What are you guys doing here?
charity and we go out there and show off but the big thing is we're a charitable organization and we do a lot of stuff to help kids and we're making them smile and I'll find myself you know when I'm in the store and the kid goes by you know and I go you like that and wave at the little kid the parents like what's that pervert doing but when you're in armor and you do that wave at the little kid the parent goes oh get a picture with him oh, <laughs> Like I said, the purpose for you guys here today is to give the information on our club itself. We want to go ahead and open the floor to you guys so you can ask questions and we'll get rolling from there. So we'll let our fearless leader be the moderator and uh, ask the question. Are they there? That's where a lot of us do start, and I'll let these two kind of touch on that a little bit more as far as you know the different methods for starting. The helmet's a good place to start. Um, it's all going to come down to how much money you have at the start. Um, some of these helmets, these, these helmets along the desk up here, um, they're resin cast helmets with the exception of rudders. Rudders started as a vacuum form, uh, ABS vacuum form helmet um, from, it's a Demigol helmet. It right? started as a Demigol. But he has heavily modified. slightly modified it so it's easier to get it on and off. The Demigol helmet is uh, a lot more form-fitting. Um, but uh, again, like I said, if you've got decent money to throw at it right at the start, the helmet's a good place to start because once you get it done, it sits on a shelf and it starts laughing at you yes. until you get off your butt and start working on the rest of it. They get uh, started on the helmet first as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, these resin cast helmets, uh, you're looking around, you can find them for between $100 and $300. So they kind of really range. This one's about $200. Yeah. 
And mine uh, is worth a lot of love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and keep in mind that is an uh, unpainted helmet. It's also untrimmed, so you get it, and it's very raw. You have to do Cindy a lot here trimming. has a Ruby's two-piece that has been upgraded, and uh, you can pick those up for about. 40 bucks on Amazon. We got him! Yeah. takes a little bit of love to get it approvable. Uh, it comes in a front and back format, and then you kind of have to, you've got to seal the seam so that it looks all one piece. So it does take a little bit of work. Um, if you guys want to see what the Ruby's two piece looks like, we do have one up at the booth on the third floor. The raw, and it's the raw the helmet. Raw. Also, picking your helmet style will determine the arrow. <coughs> yes. Correct, yep. So you gotta keep that in mind. Have a question back there? Yeah, well, I'm not, not a question or comment, but um, I just scratched it when I hung it and then started to skate home and I put me yeah. 50 bucks into it. Yeah. Would you well, mine was have your wife hold up her helmet as well? Yeah. <laughs> that one started as the Hasbro Boba bucket, the one with the really yeah. wide visor. Yeah. It takes a lot of modding. And she has done an excellent job modifying it. She put a lot of work into that. That's a lot of work. And it is heavy. I know from experience. I was, I had, I was looking at it upstairs a little bit ago, and it's heavy. But she did a really good job modifying that. Yeah, in, in, in this hobby, kind of golden rule is It's a balance between how much you're willing to pay and how much work you're willing to put into it. Yeah, you can easily scratch a lot of work into it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quiet. Great question. But um, piece to piece, I'm sure the time it takes to create the piece uh, differs, and it's going to be your own custom idea. But on average, to say to, to do a plate and a, like the chest and the helmet, or just get the basic armor pieces down, what would you say is a normal time frame to get that? Now that again is going to come down to money. Really yeah. comes down to uh, if you've got a lot of money to throw at it, he did his in six weeks. Mine took a year. Yeah, mine took a year also, but a lot of that was planning, figuring out right. what I really wanted. Because you say I'm just going to build it, and then you build it and say I don't like the way it looks, so I need to change this and change this and change this. Uh, it's it's good to figure out whatever you want, get a good <coughs> solid basic kit that meets all the requirements. Get approved, go out and play with everybody, and then start upgrading everything. If you if you look at pictures of my kit, what it looked like when I got official, it doesn't look anything like what it was when it started. Right now, I've gone through so many different changes to it. I went from the standard boba helmet up to this. Um, I've added stuff, changed things. I think but we added two weapons since we've been sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one other bucket I want to bring out. Will you show everybody the bucket that you made? I was talking to him over at the hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. 3D printed. Wow. So is that 3D? 3D printed? Yeah. Nice. 30 years. Yeah. Wow. 
So you said it took you about 30 hours to make the parts for that one? Yeah. Okay. So there are a lot of options for the helmet. And of course, I started with mine, and then I tried to figure out what the heck kind of paint scheme I want. And yeah. basically, the shape of the helmet, when I finally got the helmet I like, decided the paint scheme, the way I wanted to do that, and then I made the rest of the paint scheme match going out to the rest of the plates. Because I already knew how I wanted to do the plates, and I had them all cut out and fit up. I'm like, uh, what color scheme do I want? And then when I finished that, painted that up, and everything else just came together. Lightsabers are not allowed at all. Functional lightsabers are not allowed. Yeah, I mean, there's exceptions. Yeah. But a black blade is just a sword. If it's, a if it's just a sword, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, if it's just a sword, that's fine. Are you, are you talking about the uh, pre Vizla's blade? From yeah, we're talking about the pre Vizla's blade. Modern lightsabers, yeah. Okay, because like the, 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 the one that pre Vizla has on the Clone Wars, that uh, that is only allowed for that character. Yeah. So that is a lightsaber. Yeah. They, they, oh, we consider okay. that a lightsaber. Yes. Okay. It's an energy blade. A regular blade like this, that's a solid metal blade, okay. perfectly fine. Yep. When it comes to any kind of a light weapon, like whip, light sword, light saber, anything like that, the dark saber that previously carries is not allowed. With the exception, there is one other character that carries the lightsaber. Are there three? Three. Okay, so we've got Free Vizsla, Barton Jusik, and who's Cat. it? Who? Cat. Oh, Kadika. Yes. You're right. So those are the only three Mandos that are allowed to carry a live, functional lightsaber. And that's because their characters are associated with Jedi, and they are canon characters, so that's specific. Yeah. So you're not going to find a, an official cross Jedi Mandalorian. However, at a con, if you want to make a crossover or whatever, you can do whatever you want. Cons are free game. Yeah, that's stuff like this is free game. Yeah. With that said, our club does uh, accept your canon Mandalorian characters like uh, uh, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, Queen Vizsla, Sabine, yes, absolutely, Jasper. You can, however, do uh, lightsaber trophies. That's right. But the hilts have to be so messed up it looks like they blew up. I mean, we're so talking. It looks like you took it from. Yeah. So. Very, very damaged, very heavily. You killed the Jedi. Yeah. It's a trophy. Yeah. So, trophies. Go ahead. And was like, you need to be careful about what product carries the blade of the hand, what kind you have to right? Exactly. Exactly. My blade is actually wood. Is it? Okay. Yeah. My blade is actually wood, and while it looks like it does have an edge on it, it you couldn't cut butter with this thing. It's hard to shave. <laughs> Yeah. 
It is available on the board. Yeah. There is a there is a list of what each color uh, means. Black, gold. But you know what? We're not going to hold it against you. So like, if you like the color red and want red armor, you can make red armor. Yeah. Regardless of the man. I mean, just look around the room here. We've got purple. Tons of colors. Green. Brigade restrictions are the only. Yes. The brigade. The brigades do come into. Color choice. Yes, if you uh, try to be a beast hunter in black and blue, they will say no. <laughs> there is not an environmental color in Star Wars. Because there's no blue planets. Uh, we're Kirkland Calamari. Uh, where were the planes? Mino? Weird. Anyway, I'm not there. <laughs> Obviously. My question about uh, moments again. I think you've got uh, that one, which is awesome. Is that specifically a female gender helmet only? It is not, no. Okay. Anybody can wear it. I like that. It's the it's the night owl is what it's called. It's based off of the Bo-Katan. Obviously, I shaved down the little point right here because I would have gone cross-eyed. Um, otherwise, you see frequently helmets that you would think were more specifically for males on females. There's one that's um, a juggernaut that's more of a heavy set helmet. And there's a, a gal that I know who has a kit with a juggernaut and it works just fine. So, yeah, no, the, the night owl is not gender specific. Yes, it is preferred by females. Because of both. But. Yeah. I can't get away from the helmet, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, being a female, obviously, a smaller dome, is it harder to fit the helmet? No, actually, we have a brand new Mando hopeful right here that. Go ahead, Mark. Obviously, it's So with the shoulders, she's a you know she's got little shoulders like a woman, you know, guy broad shoulders. When I built the armor, it made her shoulders look really big. So I had to put a smaller helmet on that would fit her head. She looked like a pinhead. So of course, I gave her a bigger helmet so that it matched the armor and would be close. So the armor makes you bigger. So you know, a bigger helmet. Basically, if you put a helmet on and you look like a bobblehead in your civilian clothes, it should be about right. Right, right. right. <laughs> Once you have armor. Mm -hmm. It's actually harder to find a helmet if you have a big head. Yeah. So make big. What are you saying, man? I have a very large head. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this so, giant stalker yeah. almost doesn't fit in. Yeah, it's tight. I could fit in that like an apartment. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the biggest one I can find, so. The juggernaut's bigger. Yeah, we have yeah. one yeah. member who has a bigger helmet. Yeah. Caesar. Yes. Yes. Which one? He has the juggernaut. He has the juggernaut? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. A question right here. Are there any specific, like, Gender-specific armors or helmets or colors, or is it all free reign? It is free, free reign for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, you're not going to see any guys walking around with female form plates. No, I love you. Let's DJ. Let's DJ. Let's DJ. Let's DJ. Let's DJ. Let's DJ. Let's DJ
bright pink Boba Fett. Like, yep. Yep. Full on pink. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. 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 Gender, religion, any of that. So, and as a matter of fact, if you learn our language, you find out that it doesn't have a gender in it. No, it so, does not. And like you're saying, a lot of the females wear just the regular plates, so it's hard to tell sometimes whether a Mandalorian is male or female. You're like, oh, that's badass thing. <coughs> it's a woman in there. Yep. It's especially fun if you have the flat plates or you have your hair up. You take off your helmet. You see a little one go. That one's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> I still get people come up to me. Oh, it is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and I, when I was reading the wiki about Mandalorian, there's a bunch of different species. So, would it be okay to have a different species cosplay under the armor? Yep. Yes. yes. We have many. So that is one of the best ways to do it. You take off your bucket, and there's a different race under there. People. <laughs> Uh, it's not a human. We have yeah. one, at least one Rodian, yep. two Wookiees. A couple of Twi'leks. Twi'leks. Twi 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 yeah. yeah. yep. No, we got one up in Vegas. Or Kando. Yeah. What's yeah. the. Yeah. yeah, Kando was great in his game. Yeah, Kando's oh, yeah. good. We've, we've got a. I know we have at least one uh, Miralan. Is that Luminara? Is that the yes. species? Yes. We have a Wookiee now, don't we? We have two Wookiees. Two Wookiees. Two Wookiees. Yeah. One Wookiee's only about five feet tall. It's a baby Wookiee. He's learning. They don't discriminate. I just want to say, if you make a Wookiee mandate in Arizona, you're yeah. out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> What, what's the best thing to make your, your chest plates out of? Usually plastic. Um, it depends metal. on your money, too, though. Again, metal. Sean's um, got metal. Um, the majority of us have uh, metal pla or plastic plates. Um, either Sintra or um, my plates are ABS. Um, but usually the, the armor is made out of plastic. We do have one that's working on getting approved. That the kid is completely Kydex. Nice. And oh. she is literally bulletproof. And she's my size. Yeah, yes. she's a little bitty thing. Yep. More yes. sorry, bad chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The movie is written now besides the helmet and the chest plate. Oh, where do you find those like arm pieces or the gauntlets? That's a really good question. You can Buy the preformed ones. Cindy, hold your arms up. We've got a couple of makers that make the preformed ones, the ABS. All right, don't don't tell them. What does this look like to you? Don't you tell them? Yeah. So what is it? It's a drinking bottle. That's right. It's a water bottle. Water bottle. Because those they have those really cool grips on them. Cut them to size. So there's all kinds of sources. Mine are a raw. Started with. A raw sheet of plastic, just cut the shape and then formed them. So there's a lot of different ways to get and make your gauntlets. Mine started as four inch PVC drain pipe, heat molded. Or if you're cheap like some of us, Sterlite. There you go. Sterlite is what the, the tote budget. bins. Yeah, it's all budget again. But it still looks good. It does. I'm work, I will work on it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
So you've got a variety of choices. How much does your armor weigh in the bowl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> metal, six mil centra, three mil centra. So why, well, I really have no idea. I haven't actually weighed it. Yeah, Mine yeah. inside the box, when I carry everything together, is about 45 pounds with the crate. Um, Will, yours is at least 65. 65. We do have a member, his name is Dresden, that has 145 pounds of steel. 45 pounds of steel. Solid steel. And he troops for 14 hours. He's from Canada. Canada. Yeah. He's in Canada, cool. so it's... Yeah. When, when he walks, you feel, feel it. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hear him before you see him. You're like, what? <laughs> well, like, so you hear Josh before you see him, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's different. Yeah. We have we have a local member here that wears full metal plate. His helmet weighs about twelve pounds. No, no is it? nine pounds. Thirty-five. What? Josh? No, it's Josh. not that heavy. Josh. Josh. About thirty pounds. That's not hurt either, is it? Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. It's, it's solid. It's heavy. It's solid steel. Yeah. It's plate steel. And he's got an AC unit in there. Yeah. It is a heavy helmet. So again, weight's very good. Yes. <laughs> That question about, like, say you want to do, like, you want to do a two-way. Okay. How would you get to that head count? <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. a That's been debated in a few points. If I could go there, go for it. Yeah. One of the reasons you want to get on our forums and read what other people have done in the past is because discussions just like that, worldwide discussions just like that, have already occurred. Trying to figure out how to do that, how to reshape the helmet or just have the leak tube going out of it. So you actually have several options, and there are multiple discussions in our forums, which are conducted by our worldwide members, to answer questions like that. And so to answer you, the two different things, or to basically put domes and have the leak tube come out the back, just like a woman who has gray hair, you may have seen me in blurring pictures of uh, Lav, or of um, and, and with her braids coming out the back. And the other one was to have holes with the leaf coming out. And some of them actually have it so you can take the helmet off and you're there. And some of them it's just the helmet itself. So you can take the helmet off and they're, they're, they're no longer a tool. Yes. So. <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. What did you say? Where do you find the forums? Forums, mandalorianmerks.org. They just had a uh, change. The business cards that we have up here say mandalorianmerks.com. It will get you over there, but they just switched hosts like within the last week, a couple of days. Yeah, so it is mandalorianmerks.org. Um, you can get on there. There is a lot of information. Um, a lot of members have come to me and said, I can't find anything because there is so much information. Um, it is. It can be a little daunting, but do, do a little bit of work, and it ends up actually being a lot simpler than what it seems at first. Yeah, because the information is all there, and a lot of people aren't used to the format the worms are in, but I think it works a lot better than trying to do this through the various Facebook methods. Rebel yeah. Well, and I always recommend, uh, even before you start touching any of your armor, spend a couple of weeks just browsing. Exactly. Yes. Or yeah. that's what I did. Pictures, a lot of rookie mistakes that can cost a lot of money occur because there wasn't the research done. Did you add your head up first and then we'll get to you? Go ahead. Um, what are the more common occupations of a Mandalorian? Like, I know 
novels, there's anywhere from farmers to miners. On the planet Mandalore, they actually talk about mining the Beskar iron, which is lightsaber and blaster proof. So, um, now those books have since been turned into legends. It will always be canon. They're oh, canon they are. Are. Can for us. Sorry. <laughs> Especially Karen's books. That's right. Yes. Always so they could be anything. They could be smugglers. They obviously bounty hunters. Well, then the brigades, we have our brigades. Brigades, like my brigade of choice would be Beast Hunter. My trophy, couldn't tell. Yeah, I know, couldn't tell. You wonder where that would go. Desert Recon, that's all. Desert Ops, Sniper, Sniper, Pilot, Demolitions, Medic, Mechanic. Yep. Yeah. There are actually brigades you can join. Mm -hmm. So there are a specific list of uh, costume requirements similar to joining. They have to have to fit into those brigades. But once you meet those requirements, you can actually join the brigade and become a full-fledged member. Brigades are something that you can't join until you become an official member. Yeah, so right. we always tell the new members to get on there, build your basic kit, then start working yep. towards brigades or upgrading or changing. But get yourself your basic kit or you know something that will get through the CRLs first, and then start. I mean, I tend I tend to tell the new folks that if you know you want to be a sniper, find out what it takes to be a sniper, then build your kit along those lines. Yeah. After you get official, then you it'll be a little easier to get into buying yeah. all the extras. Yeah. For instance, so that way you don't pay your own for instance, He applied for his Beast Hunter Brigade. After becoming official. After becoming official. He was actually denied because of his colors. That was the only reason. If he wanted to be an actual Beast Hunter, he would have to sand down everything and then repaint it in order to get Beast Hunter. So that's kind of one of those things that you know you want to keep that in mind as you build, because if you know you really want a beast hunter, you've got to pay attention. You know you've got to do the little bit of legwork to figure out exactly what it takes. There is also a section on the forum where you can ask any question, Correct. and yes. any member of the merch will answer it, yep. and it, it helps a lot. We actually yeah. have our own section in our plan side of the forum where we recommend all of our upcoming, Donnie was fairly new. Number 60. Posting your pictures as you go. Yes, work in progress. Go ahead. Why does it have to be a certain color? Well, they chose me, like my colors are not environmentally themed, like greens, tans, that's their choice at yeah. that point, you know. They decided that this particular color scheme wasn't environmentally for some reason. Like like it, said, it, it didn't look away. like somewhere where an animal would live. Right. Yeah. The colors that he has look like more or more urban. Right. So not out in the forest or in the desert or something like that. That's just for I the brigade, though. He's, not, yeah. he's not talking about for general. Yeah. We got this one right here. Wanting to ask My question, question was going to be about the brigade. Oh, okay. okay, so we covered that. Yeah, the best thing to do with that is definitely look on the forums. Yep. It'll tell you everything you need to know about the brigades. Yeah. How often do you guys meet like as a climate together? We are actually one of the more busier clans, if not the busiest. Pretty sure we're the busiest. We're yeah. out tro trooping every single weekend almost. Pretty much. I mean, 
But he makes it look good. It but Jana makes it look good. Yeah, it's incredible. Is there a certain age that you have to be to join? Yeah, you have yes. to love it. You do have to be 18 to become an official member. You can join the forums, you can post up work in progress, you can start building armor, but you can only submit to become official at 18. We actually, unless, but we also have a side club that we call the Vertica Core, which is uh, for those 17 and under to join and still be active. Even the little, little ones. Also, if your parent wants to be a Mandalorian, they can build armor, become official, and then build you armor, you can build armor, and they can submit you to become an official member. We actually have a prospective member that is done with his costume. Yep. We've taken his app pictures. He turns 18 tomorrow. Yep. So at midnight tonight, he's sending in his app. <laughs> 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 oh, Connor also. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's son. He's official. Yeah. 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 We do have. <laughs> and my daughter is not quite official, but she's got a good kid. She does. Yeah. Why isn't she official? <laughs> I've been slacking. I've <laughs> been too busy with all the weapons. Question for you, sir. Sir. Uh, your arm. Yes. Is that like an actual case for, say, an iPhone? It is my phone. Yeah, that's really awesome. It is not my current phone. My current phone is way too big to fit in there. So I have to rebuild my gauntlet. Yes, it okay. is my phone. Again, again. What the, is this? The second or third time you bought it? When I rebuild it, it will be my fourth. Yeah. And I, I do have it plugged in yeah. to my Bluetooth. Right. And I just recently found out that there's a two-way radio app. Nice. And I'm like, yes! Go ahead. <laughs> um, drop down blades. Any rules on those? As long yes. as they're gravity. Nothing spring-loaded. Nothing spring-loaded. And nothing sharp. You don't want some kid to be walking around and push a button and stab himself in the eye. This is about the exception to metal. These are real metal. So, yes. But they're really not sharp. No. But we do have to watch out for him. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot of... One of the biggest things that I see when a new member pops up and posts on the board, they get this really cool idea, they want to do their Assassin's Creed blade, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, we, we kind of had to dash their hopes right from the beginning. We actually had one that wanted to do a working flame. Yes, yes, yes. No working weapon, it is no working goes at all. We do not allow it. This is wood and Sintra that I Painted to look like snakeskin. Yes, I used fishnet stockings, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave it an awesome scale effect, which went along with my beast as we did. This one is based on the comic book character, Jasper Marino, who is Django uh, Fett's father. And I made this from Hasbro Rebel Blaster. I used that at the base and made modifications so it looks just like the pistol that came out of the comic books. But it doesn't shoot the thing. Yeah, no projectiles, no working actions. Yeah, no working actions. If you use a modified Nerf gun, like yeah, so you have a Nerf gun right there, that you'd have to heavily modify so yep. it's not As it is, that would not get approved. Right. It would have to be heavily, heavily modified. I don't know if you guys saw the Odin Mando walking around earlier this morning and all day yesterday. He hasn't 
epic example of a properly modified Nerf blaster. Yeah. You can't tell, you can't tell that it is a Nerf. Cindy's is a Nerf gun, yes. Yep, but you can't tell. Or you can just go the simple route. Right, yeah, most of my blasters right now are just simple plastic toys, the Rubies, Han Solo. Yeah, there's a there's Hasbro <laughs> 11 back there, the Stormtrooper Blaster. It still makes sounds. This was a uh, clone rifle. Yep. So this is one of the Clone Wars rifles modified, but That's the Hasbro version of the Hasbro E3, Lola. Yep. Yeah. which it still makes the sounds and the lights. Hers would be allowed. It is a little small, but hers would be allowed because it is a Star Wars blaster. All they did was repaint it. Same it's with the Nerf ones. I really cringe yeah. on. Yeah, because that's a Star Wars weapon. Yeah, yeah that is a Star Wars weapon. Of course, it's hard to cover the orange. Just like all the armor and everything, if it's recognizable as something as an earthly thing, it usually won't pass. Like if you use camo pattern, it looks like helmet a lot of camo times. or military digital camo, it won't pass. A lot because of times, that's that's one of the other things that I see too from new right. members. Is they get on and they have this really cool idea about using earthly Camouflage, the tiger, and we the have to dash their hopes yeah. right from the get go. Unless you're called the Anything <laughs> earthly is out. But. Can you take your turn white? Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, we Stay. have snow camouflage. Yep. We have. Proto Bobo. that was here just earlier today. All white. Yep. Good looking white. Yep. It's dirty white, you know, weather. <laughs> <laughs> What can't you make your armor out of? There you go. That's actually a really good question. Uh, EVA foam, cardboard. Although cardboard can be used if it is heavily pelleted. Um, I mean, we're talking basically tearing you down to the molecular level of rebuilding. It's like if you use it as a base, just like Pepper you resin over it, you fiberglass right. over it. Yep. But so if you use it as a pattern. And it's never seen. Yeah. EVA foam is a big one, especially now with um, the popularity of EVA foam. All of the Halo people use it. Um, a lot of a lot of people are using EVA foam to make their armors out of, and we do not let uh, we do not allow EVA foam. That is not an approvable material. Yes, sir. Is there a reason why EVA foam is not really? I that as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, the way it looks. Yeah, the the way that it, it looks. Like there, there, there are certain got, people that. <laughs> go ahead. Go for it. Chris. You work with EVA, so go for it. Um, it, it pretty much. Uh, it's, it's been discussed a lot in the club, and a lot of it just comes down to we want people to be able to touch our armor. The other thing, and 
He touched on wrinkling and bending. I don't know who it was that said it. Brian. Brian. Actually, he, that's a good person to say it because he wears his sit is EVA bond. The, the, even modified yeah, the big thing about EVA foam is um, quality. Um, a lot of people make some really nice looking armor out of them. There are some really nice EVA foam armor kits. Not everybody knows how to work with EVA foam and make it look that good. So in the interest of quality, we the whole club uses, you can use it as padding. Yeah. He's got and it, it inside of it. It makes great padding. It's nice and dense, it makes great padding. But as an armor material, you it tends to not look as quality as plastic or metal. And that's ultimately why they decided that EVA would not be allowed. Not that there aren't some really great looking kits out of there. Typically, where you would get that armor, 
Um, you're going to find a lot of cheap stuff where you're going to find a picture that's really good. Like, hey, look at that mango all day. I can get it for 40 bucks. Um, you'll, you'll hear it time and time again. Just stay away from eBay. It's cheap, but it is also very, very Thank cheap. You, um, if you go to the forums, we have a trading station on the forums where we have reputable members of our club that actually make uh, armor and helmets and, and all sorts of props that you can buy there. And they're only on there because they're, they're reputable. Also on the flip side, we have a list of people not to buy armor yeah. props. And people rate their experience when they get it so they can go back and water from the sky. Then you can go back and read the reviews on our forums of the stuff that the people bought and you know. Go ahead. So when making or designing your armor, so there's the basic types and the eras, but can you take inspiration from Earth medieval armor? Like how I many looks like plate armor, you know, legacy armor, you know? There are certain looks. I know what you're asking. There are certain requirements in the costume requirement list. So if you're going to say, this is legacy armor, there's a list of items that it has to be. But there's also flexibility in that. So yes, you can have it look a little different or you can modify it, you can make it longer, you can put some fins on there and uh, you know, really really make it look great. But you have to meet the spikes. So if you say, this is legacy, it has to meet this list of requirements or it be legacy. But you also have the artistic freedom to add things to it. So kind of like choosing a race, you have yes. boundaries, but you can choose yes. Yeah, this, yeah, this legacy armor is actually called the Drake Legacy Armor. A guy named, went by Drake, designed yeah. it originally. And the original, the normal legacy is actually just round, kind of like his is round. Um, so this is actually a style that he invented that was okay, it was approved because it did not meet the requirements. So. Yeah, so it still meets all the requirements, it's just the shape is a little bit different on it. Yeah. To elaborate a little further, I think what you were asking about specifically were probably crossovers, correct? No, just inspiration. Okay. Okay. Um, inspiration is okay. Crossover is not. Yeah. We have one. We have one Mando. It is an absolutely beautiful set of armor, but it is highly recognizable as samurai armor. He's got the big horns. He's got the full the Layers coming off of his helmet. It's on the lateral Yeah, it is. Is it on? It's yeah, it's on okay. It's the same guy with the all pink armor. Yeah. 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 Um, Great artistic armor. Because it looks so much like samurai armor, even though it has, it's more samurai than Mando. Yeah. In order to do a crossover or something inspired by, say, medieval, it has to be 90% Mando, 10% medieval. So when someone glances at it, they're like, oh, that's a Mandalorian. Then right. They so it is possible to take inspiration from uh, Christopher right here behind you. Obviously, that is a very medieval-looking outfit. The, the drape across his shoulders, the shell plate armor. It, you can definitely tell he pulled some of his inspiration from medieval times. That is a... Good example of but that is a good example of a technically crossover type that has enough of the Mandalorian armor in it 
while still having some of the other inspiration to it. And at the same time, at home I still have all the actual places. Right. At a con, you can do crossovers. Oh, yeah. And like awesome. we said, like we said earlier, oh, yeah. like we said earlier, cons are fair game. Our mini man, our minion man over here. Yep. Yeah, he has, he has a minion and a Jack Sparrow man. Yep. <laughs> we also saw a little girl running around earlier today as Rainbow Dash. Yep. Yes. She has a rainbow colored yes. mohawk down the middle of her helmet. Yeah. At a con, that's perfectly okay. Go ahead. What's that? At convention, yes. Oh, at a convention, yes. Convention, you have to meet their requirements. If you're going to something like an official LucasArts sponsored event, like when the movie opens up, or when we go and we're at Star Wars Day at the ballpark, or, or we're doing a charity event, it's an officially recognized event, then you need to be in the official kit. But. Or you can have most of one kit with a few parts to change out. Yeah. You cannot you cannot apply for official membership with one of these crossovers. Most of most of the events that we do you cannot wear the crossovers. Conventions, they are what we call an open event. So because anybody can walk off the street dressed up as any costume they want to to come into a convention. There's there's no at a convention there's no regulation on costumes. With the exception of maybe oh, a you really like your speedo and that's all you got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we got time for one more. So. Yeah, one more. Yeah. A couple more questions. Uh, what is uh, your biggest mistake you guys made when you're building out? It's called battle damage. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, battle damage. Rudder? No, go ahead. Mine was a material issue. I had access to a lot of acid barrels, which was a black plastic. And I got it, it's like six mil, it was tough. I shaped it, it looked great. And then I tried to paint it. Mm -hmm. It's an acid barrel because it's got um, a coating that's been permeated through all the material so that the acid won't eat it, and which also keeps the paint from sticking <laughs> to it. So I had this great set of plates that I couldn't paint. And so I went through everything I had on my patterns, I did this, I heated it, I shaped it, it looked great, it felt comfortable, and paint wouldn't stick. So, there you go. But anyway, that's part of the year it took me to get everything done. And if you do, if you do enough research on the forums, yeah. you might be able to sprout that. And ask yeah. questions. If you look yeah. look at my work in progress, you'll see my first note. The first four pages are a failure. We start we started over with Centron page five. That's it. That's all. When when I was doing my original helmet, the more Boba Fett looking helmet is a scratch build, and I went the full scratch build route, and I built the dome out of the templates. There are a bunch of fingers that all fold together to make the dome. When I got it all put together, one side had collapsed, so I had a flat side. So what I ended up having to do, and this is why the outside of my helmet has about a can and a half of the this size Bondo can, because I had to put down a layer, let it cure, sand the crap out of it, put down another layer. Eventually, I built it up so that it formed a proper dome. Go ahead. Learn. I can What's that? I can give you armor or shine. Um, there is a material called rub and buff, and um, a lot of times that will that is probably the best option for you know, plastic armor. Um, with metal, it's quite a bit easier. If you want to go, say, Django for instance, his armor is 
basically raw metal, and so his looks really, really super shiny. Um, with a metal kit, you can do that very easily. Um, with plastic, it's a little harder to get, and that's where the rub and buff comes in. Hey, put a clear coat on it. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you want it shiny? No, I don't know. Don't have many shiny metals. Yeah. yeah. Not very many shiny metals. Yeah. Do you have any uh, restrictions on lights or electronics? Nope. Nope. That's a whole so long as it looks in the universe. And it's safe. I mean, if you try to hang Christmas lights on it, but. but yeah. That's for Tucson Parade of Lights. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas lights is Tucson Parade of Lights. Yeah. Yeah. No, electronics. Uh, that's that's where that's where you could make your kit really shine. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Anytime you see, would you mind doing your rangefinder for me? so he can hear better inside of his helmet. And fans. And fans, <laughs> and lights. He told me it's like $800 worth of stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's got $800 worth of stuff. But uh, 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 that's actually his job in real life, is he does stuff like that. So he kind of has an in insider information when it comes to stuff like that. Most of us just go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that, or just look and go, rule. Rule, I can't. Yeah. It's not bad. We do have cards. So we have more upstairs. There are more upstairs. Please come up to the third floor, visit us. If we didn't get to your question, uh, definitely come visit us. Come to the table. And you can ask us on the forums. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Kelly, aka Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening.
Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.
True sign of leather. Leather just needs a little bantha oil. Thank you. 